Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. We tried to add a layer of percussion, and and apparently there's a delay. Yeah, there's some latency. That didn't work. That's okay. It's okay, because we can roll with the punches here at Inside. Welcome back, Inside the Sound. This is Michael. And I'm feeling a little like the Gypsy King right now. (laughs) Gypsy King in the house. We're so happy to have you. I think I had a transformation. You transformed... We are both very excited to have a very special guest today. Would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Lisette Arenas, and I am a vocalist here out of Avondale, Arizona, and I'm super excited to be here. I've been actually fangirling listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, so it's been really cool to see and now obviously have the opportunity to be here. So thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here. Um, we appreciate you supporting us and we appreciate you being willing to share whatever it is that you're meant to share with us so that all of our beautiful listeners are able to be enlightened from whatever wisdom or whatever piece of knowledge that you have to share with us. Thank you. I feel like there's, um, one of the things that stands out to me about what you do and and what made me so excited to hear from you and then get to listen to what you do was just the angle that you take these interviews and how willing and open you are to just kind of getting to know and going past just kind of like the surface level of things as musicians yourselves. So I'm really excited. We are too. Wow, that's that really that's a huge compliment. Thank you. The kind words are it's a form of energy that you're sending our way Hmm. that helps uplift us and we appreciate that. We really do. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) So Lisa, you talked about how you're coming back. Um hold on a sec. This is, I'm taking a step back because this is necessary. This is necessary. Oh. Could you just say your name again? Yeah, Lisette Arenas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're all too kind. Yeah, that does it. That does it for me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now you can start. Now um, we can get started. Now we can get started. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> you're making your comeback right now into the music world. Yes. So I believe that it's probably safe to assume that the music has been inside you all along and you felt that you had to give that up for whatever reason. Why don't you talk about how music first entered your life the very first time, poignant enough for it to mean something? Well, um, the youngest memory I have is, um, and it's, it's funny how we as children will remember things that, you know, just bits and pieces, a very, very young age. Um, but I had to have been maybe two or three years old And um, my dad, we're living in California in in this two bedroom apartment. um, And it's just my mom and myself. 
and my dad's not home. My mom is making breakfast. And my dad's cassette, because my dad sings and was at that time singing and playing original music in Catholic churches all over California with his brother. His cassette is playing on like the old school, you know, like boom kind of stereo. And my mom, I'm holding it. And my mom enters the living room to find me holding it. And she asked me like, why are you so close to it? Um, and I said, cause my dad's in there. And it was something that was just around me at all times. I never had a moment, even as a very, very young girl where my dad wasn't writing or didn't have the guitar in his hand or wasn't um, teaching others how to write or performing with choirs in the church. And so it, I can date it back as to like the very, very beginning. It was always a part of me. And I think around that time too, there's even pictures of you know, me eventually making my way up to whatever stage he was at and him holding me and singing because I wanted to be with him. Um, and just feeling like that was a way that I could be was through music. The dad's in there. That's a, that's a potent uh, idea that you brought up, you know, like, the song that you're going to release tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about it, but I just wanted to let you know that that's how people are going to feel about that song. I, Lisette is in there. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a magical thing. Like part of your essence can be laced yeah. in that piece of music and you can't yeah. but help, but feel part of that person that made it. Right. So tell us a little bit about the song and because obviously it's extremely important because this you're, you're coming back to the music world and this is what this is your comeback song right so tell us about it yeah um it's first and foremost i'm coming back to the music world um entering a completely different genre than the one that i left um, this, this song is, um, hip hop and R&B. It's secular, which is a word that I learned as a church person growing up, right? The difference between like Christian music and secular music or worldly right. music. Um, and so it's, it's a song, it's called, the title is Let It Be, which has, um, some religious undertones, um, because, uh, it has actually, it has to do with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother's passing last June during the pandemic. Um, and just experiencing such a level of grief, um, as kind of like the first major loss in our family. Um, and she always considered me a daughter, she would tell me all the time, you're not my granddaughter, you are like a daughter to me. Um, and so to lose her and for that entire time, those 10 years potentially that I had been away from music, to hear her every time tell me like, this is what you should be doing. You should, don't stop singing, make sure that you're out there doing that. And then to lose her, it just yanked something in me. It just made me feel like I can't ignore that in me anymore I don't have why am I at this point and so it's really a song of grief it's a song of loss it's a song that um honors her um and focuses on like the part of of that process that I don't necessarily always hear like I've always heard like the the triumph that comes out of the grief not necessarily like in it music that's while you are in that moment. Um, and who knows, that could possibly be because I'm a mom of two young children, so I don't listen to tons of music these days. Um, but I felt like I wanted to be able to experience something that um, I, if I'm remembering her, if I'm thinking about her, that it kind of transports me to that moment. And it is part of the healing of that grief. So yeah, it's kind of, 
I don't mean to go from like being so serious to now laughing, but it's, it's a pretty vulnerable piece. And naturally I feel a little nervous about it, obviously um, with it being released, feeling a little exposed maybe is the better word. It seems like there could have been some hesitation to go with that. What made you have feel strongly enough to, to be vulnerable? I I felt um, this was actually the first real sit down song and pursuance and I knew that I wanted to make it about her um, and about and initially the thought was to turn it into one of those songs that have like the double meaning you know like a song that has this idea of you're talking about like a lost love that anyone could interpret into any kind of lost love, right? Like a romantic love or anything like that. Um, but it was really neat to sit down with um, Dan Nicholson, um, who is the like CEO of Underdog Music Group and for him to hear my story and what I wanted the song to be and for him to be like, you know, be true to you, be authentic with what you're feeling. You don't have to play it up for other people to digest it a little bit better. Like, it's okay that you want to specifically be in the space of, of talking about what it felt like to lose her. Um, and so just his encouragement alone and his, we just sat and wrote, like wrote it out in one evening. And um, it was really powerful to experience that you know, as, as part of my process and not have him hesitate or doubt, but more so reinforce like what I'd originally wanted and, and not um, steer me away or say, well, that isn't necessarily like what's going to sell or what people are going to, you know, gravitate towards. It was more like, hey, you have a passion that you want to share and you can share it and people who want that and who can relate to that will meet you there, you know. That's an idea that's come up multiple times. The idea that, well, first of all, I think you would probably echo the fact that it's almost like there's a part of you that's calling you to do the music thing, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes yeah. it gets so hard that you can't ignore it. So it's like if you're if you're feeling that pull, whatever energy that is, it wants to be pure when you finally get out there and express it. Right. So this this whole idea, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that you're working with the person that you're working with. Oh, 100%. They gave you some very sound advice and that's just whatever comes out at in its purest form from inside of you is what's meant to come out i don't think the timing is a coincidence either you know while you were going through this you said it happened june last year when mm -hmm. we were in the middle of our transformation and going through um a lot ourselves in our own lives and like what we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do and a lot of the fire for what you know what this is now started there you know and, and it just yeah it just sounds like um timing like the that this so this allowed you like to tap into whatever it is inside of you like at this time in your life or what we all you know we all have our own little like waves spectrums whatever like you know the music that you've written that you've written in the past made sense for your life then right mm -hmm. and then you know you the whole point of being able to express ourselves with with music is to be able to yeah draw from what's going on right now and it sounds like you were able to do something different or do something that whatever door was opened or whatever, whatever floodgates got opened, you know, timing. So weird. Maybe I don't know weird's not the right word. Miraculous. Better word. <laughs> it's one of them. You know? it, it can seem a mystery to us when we try to understand hmm. how things just kind of take shape the way that they're meant to, if we don't get in the way. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you were recording that song? Like, did you feel more inspired than you've ever felt in that process this time around? 
it felt um it felt obviously like the i don't know i don't know that natural is the right word but just kind of the the excitement the the nature of being back in a studio um that all felt very like whoa i'm i'm excited that i'm here but um and it's funny because i had had some experience being in studios in the past and um it was almost like that mindset of oh i have to have to make sure i'm standing i'm breathing correctly i'm so close to the mic like that initially initially was there um and it was nice to you know maybe record the first go through the song and have you know um daniel just kind of look at me and be like great but i need you to i need you to be where you were you know i need you to reconnect to the meaning as opposed to the sound and that's where that switch kind of went off and it was a great reminder for me to say okay yeah and initially there was a little fear hesitation of like i don't want to cry <laughs> you know i don't want to cry and then this is a shot but um but just to feel like i was telling a story again just i mean it's incredible i know i just recently learned that not everyone sees pictures in their head but i very much do with stories like if you're telling me a story mm. it's like a movie playing in my head and so as I'm singing it, I'm feeling and seeing everything again. And it just felt like I was, I was there, um, but almost like as an out of body kind of experience. It was very, it's very different. I, I wish I had better words <laughs> to explain. Honestly, um, there are times when there aren't words adequate to express what we're feeling and that's okay yeah because you just know that it was something that deep that right. there aren't words to describe it and that's yeah. okay i love that that's a good point i think that's that's very true and then you add the layer of me being bilingual and like sometimes other languages are in my head versus the one i'm talking so yeah it can be a trip yeah, you know, but you bring up a, a very important point and, and I want to highlight it. You know, you talked about how you were, there was a part of you that was afraid that you were going to cry. Mm -hmm. And like that was kind of, that fear was kind of holding something back. Mm -hmm. So the fact that your producer was able to say, hey, just don't worry about it. Just whatever's inside of you, just let it out. It's okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a good producer. Very, yeah, that's a very important point. I'm glad that you you shared that. Yeah, it it really made a difference. You know, it went from thinking, and of course, there's there's points where you say, okay, yeah, I need to revisit that line, or I need to repeat it, or we need to retake it, or whatever. But um, there were points where any time where I felt like I was getting away from mm, the feeling for a desire to vocalize or to make it sound, I, I wish this wasn't the word, but sound cooler or, you know, that again, I would be reminded like, wait a minute, like just focus on this and, um, and along, for a long time, music for me had been experienced as a younger person and into my adolescence and then early 20s um, as a very emotive um, thing, like an outlet. It was very much a space to um, invoke strong emotions, whether mm -hmm. they were like happiness or sadness or gratitude. And for a long time, being away from um, specifically Christian music, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to do that anymore if I wasn't singing that kind of music. And so uh, does that make sense? Well, no, we, we were brought up in, in a church environment. I was brought up in a church environment and 
um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And like you, you talk about the way that the language is used to make this distinction with music that is worldly or secular. Right. Yeah. And, and I know like, cause there's a connection. Well, I'm really, really what's got me up heady in my head here. Like thinking this, the way you phrased, uh, well, I'm, it seems like focusing on the meaning is what brings mm -hmm. the sound rather mm -hmm. than focusing on the sound, right? Oh, 100%, yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm getting. And it's, that has me spinning, like, because it's so, it hits me very heavy because it's, but that is what we're trying to do. What we're right. trying to convey is not just go into these rooms and make noise, right? Because yeah. noise is noise. But what makes, what's the difference between noise and music? It's right. what you're talking about. It's that. Also, Lisa, um, hopefully I don't lose the thought here. I think I did. I'll come back to it later. Yeah, it <laughs> But I really like this idea of like, what drives, well, yes, it's a fascinating idea. Like what, where our attention, like how that small shift can bring amazing results that's what yeah i agree and um it's one of those things that like i am naturally like a people pleaser i'm the oldest mm -hmm. um of of my siblings um i'm you know I'm, I'm a daughter of like immigrant parents and and there's many many layers right to like all the all the different um identities that anyone can have like I'm I was born here but my parents are from Mexico and and what I'm getting at I don't want to lose this but what I'm getting at is that uh there was a and has there has been a nervousness of how will my family perceive this hmm. um I come from a large family I have lots of beautiful uncles and cousins and my grandfather is still here and he's been grieving the loss of his wife and um, the way they experienced me through music is now very different compared to just the sound of itself, like, you know, beats and drums and the hip hop and R&B. They experienced me with the contemporary Christian Spanish um, singing. And so there's been that fear of like, am I overstepping? Like I am speaking something that happened to me, but it's also happened to them. And, you know, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or like I've overshared or like I've exposed an area of their own grief or their own life. Um, and at the same time, you know, having the other little person in my mind telling me or even my husband is a great reminder to remind me like, yes, but your, your experience is valid too. You have a right to tell this story and the way that it impacted you. And so I have this desire to, obviously I've shared um, the song, the mastered song to a few family members already, like before it releases. Um, and some I think might have been a little bit caught off guard by the sound of itself, not necessarily the feeling or the motive, the intention that was always clear. Um, but I have had a few family members respond deeply in the sense that it also transported them to their memories of someone that they had lost prior to her um, or, or remembering her and feeling that kind of deep emotion. And so that for me has been really reaffirming um, just to feel like, okay, if I'm tapped into the meaning, like we were just talking about, if I'm just focusing on where this, where the root of this is, um, really good things can happen to people who experience that with them and that was kind of the whole purpose of it was that like I wanted not only myself but anyone who heard it if they could relate in some way to find themselves kind of like lost in a moment you know and and I'm hoping that that turns out to be true for a lot of people tomorrow my thought came back to me yes you mentioned roots mm -hmm. and it seems like there's this like and i understand uh having uh, you know grown up in the the church you know environment mentality as well it's like the 
the real powerful powerful singing is going to be here and you have to be singing with god otherwise it's not going to have the same potency right yes 100%, and yeah. that's true but here's the thing the roots my roots to god are going to be people all over the world have roots connected to the divine right we have a, oh, that yeah. connection so whether it be someone who is creating a piece of heavy heavy metal music mm-hmm. right but they're they are their emotions like you said a lot of times they're just expressing emotions in the way they feel most comfortable with so mm-hmm. they can still be tapped into the divine just as much as someone sitting in a church because it goes right. beyond any of that it's i'm tapping into the infinite Mm-hmm. in my own way mm-hmm. so it, that's why music can be potent in all forms and in all genres because there's a piece of the divine no matter where you are when that creative spirit when when you have that calling when you when you feel like you do mm-hmm. that's that's what the the root of the tree is connected to the infinite right but it does seem like that could be something that could hinder people you know that that feeling of it has to be done through this channel otherwise it isn't valid yeah oh yeah i i agree i think that for a long time i felt that way especially since i don't um i i don't play an instrument and so there's only so much you can do a cappella <laughs> and um and I'm saying as by myself, I guess, you know, if you're a group of acapella singers, that's a totally different story. But um, my um, my siblings are still very much um, connected in that way. We, we actually grew up singing together, like as a family, and like we would evangelize oh, yeah. together. My mom would preach and my dad played the guitar. My brother was on the drums, like we all sang and and they're actually still a group. Um, that's really and, cool wow yeah it is it's really cool and and so uh part of it was also for me like I I don't play an instrument so I can't accompany myself and we all live adult lives with our families and our children and all of that and so like I can't ask them to come do secular music with me when they're already taking time to focus on their passion for music you know with each other and so for a long time, um, I I used a lot of different things that were going on in my life as reasons to not be involved in in music. And really, her passing was kind of the catalyst that just said, like, okay, well, what what are you afraid of? Like, what that some people might not like it? Okay, like that's everything in life. So why not just do what you love and and be back in contact with that part of yourself that you know you put aside for so long that's a powerful thing i'm sorry no no i stepped over you here the only thing i could think of was just how many times do do we as creative people talk ourselves out of putting out the art and how many ways yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like why why do we do that we did it you know we we had our reasons why we felt like giving up music at certain points in our lives to do other things and but there was somewhere inside of you that was like ryan you're gonna eventually come back to this and you know it yeah yeah that call that call and i I think you're yeah i could i we feel that you feel it because it's it's if it calls to you it calls to you You and it's like that call is never gonna go away like it's always there You have to, like you said, you have to choose to find reasons to lower the volume on that call. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and 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 that's not even to say that the that the reasons aren't good reasons, right? right. Like, no, sometimes they're valid. They're, yeah, very. Uh, valid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like they're necessary. Um, and that's how it felt for me too. Was that it felt like there were things that I definitely needed to have. just like as you were saying the timing of everything like there were things that I needed to have in place before I could let this part of me you know come back forward um because 
the, the way I had experienced music before, I knew for myself that I would go all in. And if I was all in, you know, maybe I wasn't, as a younger person, I wasn't making the best financial decisions. Maybe I wasn't, you know, um, able to take care of the things that I needed to take care of. And, you know, at this point in my life, having my career, um, you know, being in a position where um, we were set as far as the family goes, where there's no more like future family planning, we have, you know, different things moving in our lives. It just, it really came forward in a time where it was like, okay, like this is a time where I can, I can finally kind of come out of that a little bit and say, you know, it's time. It's time that you let yourself be creative again and, and enjoy that um, because you've learned and, and adjusted enough, if that makes sense, to, to where you can be stable and still do that and it'd be like an addition to my life, you know? You know, but imagine how miraculous this timing is just in the course of, of human history. We've never had like this much access to do what we do, to put oh, music yeah. out, to connect with other musicians. Oh, I mean, you know, being able to do the shows we've done has been mind blowing to do the connection and to reach yeah. out and what an opportunity to be able, like the timing, um, you know, like you said, you know, you said you, you can't accompany yourself or, or you don't have that, but the, I feel like the universe or God or wh whomever will, or whatever force will put the people in your path mm -hmm. to connect you with the people who will, you know, it's like you said, your family members that, that have their focus, right. Their tensions elsewhere. And it's okay that their attention's elsewhere. It's like, you get to focus on what it is that you're doing. And um, yeah, I just, I like, I like this whole mentality of removing obstacles that we put in our own way you know mm -hmm. yeah definitely it it seems like in a small amount of in a small amount of words you're saying that maybe you wouldn't have been prepared to do this until now you didn't have the stability you didn't have the everything like the 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 foundation wasn't there yet. It's like now it feels like you had the foundation that you needed underneath you to do do this now. Yeah, I, I definitely, I feel like that couldn't be more true. And, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't like lack of support or lack of, you know, cheerleaders or lack of people constantly reminding me like, why aren't you doing music? Um, it was I needed to, there was a lot that I needed to figure out for myself about myself um, that directly impacted my family as well. And so it was like, I needed to learn to trust the process and trust myself in that process um, of, of self-discovery of, of, you know, really, pinpointing, you know, the, the career choices that, um, that I've made, which is teaching, um, to really show and prove to myself that, that I could be in something for the long haul, um, and, and come out the other side victorious, um, because I think that, as mentioned before, like one of the fears as musicians and as vocalists that you have is like rejection, <laughs> right? But if I've proven to myself that I have my back, that I can push through the obstacles and, and achieve the things that I, that I set myself out to do, then what is rejection but someone saying no? Okay, we hear that all the time. And like, okay, well, cool. But I, can, I know that on the other side of that no is still tomorrow. And tomorrow is a new day and it's a new opportunity for me to continue to grow. So I felt like I needed to experience that and, and understand that for myself and believe that about myself um, to now be in a space where it's like, all right, cool, let's do it. Let's write, let's sit, let's sing, let's, let's see where this goes. Um, I'm in it now. 
yeah life life is a journey i and it's it's something one of the common themes that's echoed throughout every interview that or every conversation that we've had is the way that i'd better describe it is just that it's like there's it's a journey like this thing getting into music it's 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 not an event it's a lifelong journey mm-hmm. and everyone has their different everyone has their own unique journey and that's okay like i it shouldn't be anything other than like you said how am i feeling about it you mm-hmm. know, how am i feeling about this journey how am i feeling about my art like you said the whole idea that you can receive criticism doesn't really have anything to do with what you did it's how other people are reacting to what you did mm-hmm. receiving and if you have a good piece of art out there there's gonna be reactions from both sides of the aisle and that has nothing to do with you or who you are or what the art actually is it's how mm-hmm. people are perceiving it or how they're being affected by it right powerful art is going to have a, a polarity like a mm. polarizing effect polarizing yeah 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 that's thank you um yeah polarizing effect it seems like uh learning to trust yourself was like a big part of this process is there anything i mean you mentioned of course the the family member your your grandma passing as being a catalyst for this but um i'm just kind of curious if was if there's anything else to that in terms of this this theme of tapping in and learning like what it is that you need from yourself you know to to be able to produce the art that you're feeling called to you know yeah um i i would say that um so i i had always wanted to pursue higher learning like after high school initially it was in the realm of music um, more specifically musical theater. I had like auditioned and was, um, what's the word? Was, I'm thinking in Spanish, sorry. <laughs> was um, accepted. Oh, you say it, I might think about it. <laughs> um, it. I was accepted to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Hollywood um, when I was 19. And the original plan was that I was going to like live with, family out there and um, like I think move out in October, start school in February and then pursue like a BA of musical theater. And that February, no, that Christmas um, was really when the market crashed. That was like 2009-ish. And so, or 2008 going into 2009, no, 2009, yes. And so, there was just a lot of financial instability at home. My siblings were, you know, between the ages of like middle school and early high school. My dad was out looking for work outside of the state and my mom was really struggling. And so I come home for Christmas and um, without necessarily literally using the words like don't leave, a lot of that kind of feeling of like, I can't leave right now. I can't, I can't leave um, because my family needs me and I'm working age. So I should find a job and I should help kind of provide. Um, At that point, our family, we experienced like losing the house, having to move. um, And so there was always this kind of, initially, there was a lot of barriers in place for me to just do college, just take classes and, and get a degree. And, um, and if it wasn't the financial responsibility of, of helping out at home, um, it was also the perception that because I was doing music and at that point was even like doing some kind of local Arizona, California, like retreats and singing and like coming out and speaking, there was almost like, don't you see that college is kind of getting in the way of what you are being called to do? Like, if you just focused on the music, um, then, you know, you wouldn't, you could be further along, I guess, in that. But I really desired to teach. I really wanted to get that degree. And so um, eventually I pulled away and just would take like one class at a time. And so for 10 years, I went to the school. And that time I met my husband, 
always work full time and helped around the house um, financially. And my husband, we got married, we had two kids and I chipped away at this degree that I just received last May um, from ASU. And so I needed to see for myself that I could, despite the long hours and having two babies and all of these things that I could get this degree and I could be in the career of my dreams, which is oddly enough, teaching Spanish to high school students um, to, to say, okay, like despite all those obstacles and all the things, all the reasons that you could give up on this dream of having a BA, um, like getting married and changing jobs and buying homes and all these things, um, you still persevered and you made it out the other side because you didn't give up. Like, I felt like I needed, I needed that for myself and not first. Um, so yeah, I think that's the long answer <laughs> for your question. Um, this is, this is how I felt what you just said is as long as you keep going, you'll get there eventually. And I think we can't necessarily pick the right time. Mm -hmm. We just have to wait for it and be prepared mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. And I can see that in your story. Mm. I can feel that it's like th this song I'm sure there was there would probably be other things that I mean you talked about how you had a great connection with your grandmother and I'm sure you probably would have preferred that it was a completely positive that it didn't have to do with something so tragic right but I think the fact that she's part of it probably isn't a coincidence right mm -hmm. oh yeah considering the connection that you had and um i'm to the point in my life where i feel like we can receive that energy from people that have passed on to a better place mm -hmm. and if it was something that she always wanted you to do mm -hmm. i'm sure that she's gonna be happy to know that you finally did it oh yeah Absolutely. That's something that I remind myself all the time that she would just be over the moon thinking about what you, you put a song out, you know, like I've been telling you, <laughs> you can almost hear them, you know, <laughs> what else that I find inspiring as a parent myself, I've got two young kids myself. Um, it is something that you're leaving as a legacy for your mm -hmm. kids. And you're going to be able to connect them to her and their kids who didn't get to meet, you know, okay. right. you're going to be able to link them to her spirit mm -hmm. in a very real way. Mm -hmm. Because if you were connected to the meaning when you recorded it, then you captured it, you captured it. You right. see? Th yeah. Then they're going to be able to feel it deep, 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 deep. And, and as literally like, having kids changed my perception of what I, it gave, I had a writer, my own version of writer's block. And it's like, it, it allowed me a change, a shift in perspective that mm -hmm. has opened the door to, to like allowed me to really want to have a higher purpose with my music. Whereas before oh, it was like, like you said, being flashy, you mm -hmm. know, and man, that whole, this whole idea of, wow, how powerful is it? We, we connect like what, again, people who can write songs and musicians and singers like what you can do with that is is really and i'm sure i'm sure your your grandmother's spirit is gonna is gonna shine through and you're gonna you're gonna see that in in the result you know mm -hmm. i i would like to think that she helped you write the song I would like to think that, you know how you talked about dad's in, dad's in there, right? Mm -hmm. Not only are you going to be in there, but I think her energy is going to be in there too. Oh, there's, it's really, it's really, um, there was a moment, um, 
I actually included a voicemail from her at the end of the song. So you literally hear her voice. Oh, wow. And, and I wanted that. I wanted to have a song where I could hear her voice every time I, I played it. But after it had been mastered and I listened to it for that first time, sorry. Um, and I heard her voice at the end. It was so weird. I wish weird wasn't the word I just used. Weird? It was so, yeah, it was so crazy because, you know, in, in, in the voicemail, she's talking about, um, she's greeting me, she's saying hello. She's actually, um, congratulating me for an anniversary from a few years ago and she starts out saying like I missed your voice and um I'm just calling because I wanted to hear your voice um and you know congratulating me and then saying something like things are always the same or things are just as they were last time thanks to God um I love you bye you know and now hearing it with the song it's like whoa I mean at the time it was for me a voicemail that I loved and that I wanted to include but now it's like it could it could easily be heard as if she were telling me now that thing you know from wherever she is um saying hey I missed you and I wanted to hear your voice and wherever I am things are still good you know and I love you Miha by like it's just I had a moment where it very much felt like you know even though it's something from the past it could be in the ever-present it could be used for the ever-present also yeah it's like a person's energy can echo through time timeless mm -hmm. yeah it's it's one of those things that will live on mm -hmm. it can live on far beyond a, the person's like physical lifespan Wow. That's a pretty powerful stuff. You thank yeah. you. Thank you for being as candid as you are. I know this will be impactful. Yeah. As, for everyone, but especially for the people that need to hear your story. No, thank you. And there's people all over there's people around the world that need to hear your story for one reason or another in their lives. So thank you for, for sharing. Thank you for having me and for being as, like I mentioned before, um, the even from the moment that we started communicating, um, Ryan, it just felt very warm and welcoming and very honest um, and authentic. And that's the space that you guys have created. And that's the space that, you know, people, not just your listeners, your beautiful listeners, but also, um, the the artists that you've had why this stands out as a podcast in of itself uh, what you do because of the the energy that you bring as well thank you you know i that's really I, cool you say I, I really think well now now it's presented a time for me to express something that i feel very strongly about and it's exactly what you're mentioning we are doing this because this is what we feel like we should do to be part of that to answer the call that we're experiencing mm. right and you know from the outside looking in you might be asking well why did you pick those people or why is it you know majority of this type of people or majority of that type of people or like what what are they trying to do and here's the bottom line the people that were meant to be part of this thing were the ones that responded to the call. You so you're, showed up at the appointed yeah. hour. You're yeah. you're here because you were meant to be part of this thing. Yeah. And that that's the bottom line in everything we do. You've given us a very precious gift. You you're a very heavy hitter with your energy. Um, I feel it. It's very palpable in the conversation. So like for you to come on and give us so graciously and just not have any kind of like mask, it's just very genuine and authentic. It boosts us. It boosts the show. It's, it is what our beautiful listeners want, you know, and, and what they respond to. And it, it's, it's a, this has become its own thing. 
this process that we're doing. And it's, mm-hmm. we've, how many times have we said we need a button for Like we learn something from everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the, it's like, but to keep getting the great insights and great insights has just been, it's just the most special people have just been able to find us. You know, at least that, it's very, I think it's uh, the spirit of the teacher coming out. <laughs> giving everyone in the room a moment to shine and feel uplifted um you know what man my michael i'll tell you this uh i love that you you found me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it resonates with us uh, and it's this isn't like meant to be an like an insult on anyone it's all about perception and the reality you're operating in and i have it's not good or bad or anything but what we're doing here we're just going with where we're pulled wherever the energy the the biggest yeah the biggest energy that's pulling us we just are trying to to ride that energy and however that looks you know from the outside oh well you know like we talked about it just you know you got to do something you just do it mm-hmm. so thank you um thank you for giving an opportunity for us to express those things because i think they're really important they are they absolutely are and and that's something that i feel like um i feel like back to the timing this is like the time where people want we're all yearning for connection we're all yearning for this this you know, level of vulnerability with with people that you encounter, whether it is for one time or or that actually develops into an authentic like friendship or whatever it may be. I think that this year was polarizing in of itself and 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 forced us into spaces that um, we we hadn't maybe experienced in that way before. That on the other side, I mean with my students, I'm very candid, I'm very open, I'm very authentic because they can smell the lie, you know? That's right. People can sense- the best at that. Yeah, they can sense the the, the BS, you know, for lack of a better word, so- um, My four-year-old calls me on it all the time. He's no, he's like a- Yeah. You know what? That probably disarms a lot of kids when you're just real with them, right? Because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, and and it's interesting because, I mean, they they will real. What's the word? Real recognize real. Like you know, they will. They game will, recognizes game, Lisa. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, like they they will, and and it, it's it's beautiful because again, like as as someone who knows and who obviously, on all ends, experiences the, um, the what is it the. It's like compassion fatigue, I think is the the term. Um, I know like my students spend the most of their time at school on a weekly basis, like Monday through Friday. And so if this is is their second home that they're coming to, then I want it to be the safest home, you know, that I can provide. And so, yeah, in the short amount of time that students have been back in person, it has been incredible how much they've been willing to put down their own guard just based on the environment that you know I, I try to provide so I think that authenticity just supersedes everything else and and good comes because people recognizes people recognize I'm sorry um that authentic spirit they they recognize that things are are meant what is said is meant and it's not, you know, being hidden and all of that. You know, you just tying into what you just said, you mentioned that especially now after all the pandemic stuff, people are yearning for connection. Mm-hmm. Thing about it is everyone always yearns for connection, especially mm-hmm. kids, you know, the age that you're working with. Mm-hmm. So, and that connection, like communication is is completely vital to that connection mm-hmm. therefore if you're the type of person that doesn't put up any you know bs walls whatever f- form they might be right mm-hmm. if you're real you're just connecting with that person 
mm-hmm. you're con- you're communicating with them like there's no there's nothing in between so i could see how that would be different like removing barriers yeah. or re- removing friction right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. creating a pure channel of communication is so important i'm starting to realize it Let's is see. so important to life yeah to life yeah yeah so much of what we crave is that to be understood that's that's built in the communication because it's like if we can communicate it means we understand each other you know that's all it is Hmm. Hmm. music is such a music is such a powerful tool for communication and for and for human connection it's really um gets kind of humbling like to be able to have access to that power and to be able to share it with others. Um, you know, it's just like the, the impact that you get to have as a teacher on kids is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It reverberates. Know? Yeah. Throughout time. Good. Generation. Like, a good teacher. Oh, I, I've had a few good teachers. It you have a, a good, you have a good influence on a person, Lisa, and that, you. that your energy is going to reverberate for generations, you know? like you when you change someone's life or make them think about something differently mm-hmm. yeah it's a beautiful thing yeah plus when we're creative mm-hmm. the next generation gets inspired to be creative right. exactly we want it's- that we want to cultivate a whole new generation of musicians and and create a people just in general yeah and it's like you're you're now your voice is now added to the cumulative your energy yeah. is now an- added to the cumulative energy of everyone that's part of this movement of telling people that it's okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say what you're feeling because it's valid and other people need your perspective and uh-huh. your energy. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It, it really feels like you, your, your mentality is really resonating with, you know, our mission or what we feel is our mission here so that's why you're here yeah that's why you're here so thank you um i guess before we get to the details of your release tomorrow is there anything that you feel like you want to to share while you're here in this moment and have this platform Wow, what a segue. That was great. (laughs) I just feel that, you know, um, every opportunity that has come since, you know, being a part of um, initially the way that this all came to be, um, being a part of Dan Nichols' song um, on his last album. And it was, it's just been such a beautiful experience to put myself out there and say, okay, let's just give it a shot again and and see what comes of this and to just have the doors that have opened, open and and to feel prepared to walk through them. I just feel like I'm in this space of so much gratitude and feeling like a lot of good is coming. because it's it's something that I've worked for for a really long time in myself, in my children, in my marriage, with my family, um, just to kind of be in a space where I'm ready to be a part of it, to contribute, but also where I can receive it um, in in a loving way, in a way that doesn't maybe overthink it or feel as insecure or should this be something I should be excited about like I just feel like I'm in this space um where I'm ready like I wish there was other words but I just feel really I feel ready to enter into where music takes me um and thank you for giving me being a part of that I mean I was nervous when we reached out and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't, I've never done a podcast. I don't know what I, what do I say? How much is too much? Right. Cause <laughs> that's another thing. Um, and it, I'm just grateful that uh, I, 
I know had if I wasn't in this space now that I could have easily said thank you but no thank you if it was a few years ago or that's really cool but I you know who am I you know and now I'm I'm in a place where I feel secure enough within myself and in my life that it's like I am me that is the response I am it's me I I am the only me there is and so you know, if this is what comes to me, then this is what I want to be a part of. And so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, thank you for that thought, because it really ties into one of the things that I feel has stopped a lot of people from being part of this is the whole idea of, am I qualified? Am I worthy? Am I good enough? Does my voice, is my voice powerful enough? Like, do I have anything to say? And it's like, I'm just starting my career, you know, like I can't, I can't talk about this stuff. I'm just starting. And it's like, what I always say is it's not about the status. It's about your story because Hmm. you can be just as qualifiedly set right now to talk about music as someone who's had a 50 long, you know, established career in music, what's the difference? You are just as qualified. Yeah. What's the difference? You are Mm -hmm. because you don't need a degree in music to be Mm -hmm. qualified, to be on a certain level. Like you just need to feel, you just Mm -hmm. need to connect that Mm -hmm. it's the, it's the connection with the meaning. It's not the obsession with the sound, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I say everyone who comes on, was meant to come on because they were ready for it and the people that weren't ready will find a reason to talk themselves out of it Mm -hmm. and -hmm. whatever they need to latch on to or whatever you know comes their way to talk them out of it it will i it's like we've seen it it's this weird thing so i'm glad that you vocalized that because it's something that i wish wasn't so potent in people's lives you know Thank you for trusting your intuition to come on. Because look mm-hmm. what we got from it. It's gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. So gonna help the story is so your story is you so trusted powerful. yourself. Yeah. You know? Thank, you. Thank you. And as you just mentioned, one thing that comes to my mind is, you know, if if not if there are um potentially whether they are um beautiful listeners that have been with you from the beginning or they're new in that space in in the human people that there are there are people who are in different stages of that process right and and I was like I mentioned very much in that process for a very long time where I didn't feel that I could ever that I was in a time or in a place or that I could have something to say because what did I have to show for it, you know? And um, if you are in that place now, if you are thinking that you can't show anything yet or it's not worthy of being shown or shared yet, just keep, and I'm not gonna cuss, keep freaking pushing, just keep (laughs) pushing through that feeling keep pushing through that discomfort for lack of a better word keep pushing through that insecurity get to the bottom of it because on the other side is love on the other side is a deep um almost like welcoming home for yourself where you can come to accept the parts of you that you couldn't until that point and so if you have as you, as I'm sure you do, you have this vast audience of people who are in different stages of potentially their music or whatever other dreams they're pursuing in art um, and different facets of art. Like there is, there is a tomorrow, there is a sunrise, keep, keep pushing because it could be three weeks from now, it could be a year from now um, that, you know, inside the show is in your DMs and you could be ready at that point, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing that I've been taught what you just expressed is if I reach out or if we reach out to someone, we don't know what part of their journey they're on. Right. Maybe Mm -hmm. they just need to hear our voice to know that they're on the right path. 
but they're maybe they're not ready to come on the show at that mm -hmm. particular moment like mm -hmm. everyone who's who's in your spot right now who's been there it was for a reason the timing mm -hmm. the the mm -hmm. story the the energy mm -hmm. so i appreciate you bringing these things up because you're going to help i i think other people who might be on the fence who are ready mm -hmm. just know if if you feel strongly inside about doing it we're going to welcome you with open arms you're just as qualified to be here as anyone else anyone in the world you're just qualified to be here mm -hmm. thank you thank you for helping us express some of the things that we didn't really have a moment in time to just bring it up yeah you know <laughs> yeah that's that's timing right like it's got to be the right time yeah thank you so if folks want to get to your content where can they find you what time is a single coming out tomorrow yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so it drops, I just found out that it drops at 12 a.m. Eastern time. So technically okay. our time, that would be 9 p.m. tonight, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it, it'll be available on all music platforms. Um, my name is Lisette Arenas. It's spelled with a T-H at the end and a Z. <laughs> um, and I'm on Spotify, it'll be on you know iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, um, I think even Instagram, which is kind of crazy, I, I guess. Um, and it, my Instagram handle is my only um, like music page, I guess you could okay. say, as far as like something that I'm involved in directly every single day, um, and that's la l a l a dot Lizeth. L-I-Z-E-T-H dot music. Got it. On Instagram. Awesome. Well, you you've heard that people. Go go follow her. Go follow her. By the time this comes out, the 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 single will be out. What yeah. what's the name of the song? Let it be. Let, Let it be. be. Oh, that's right. Let it be. Go check it out. Check it out, folks. Go check it out. There's there's gonna be an energy there that you're gonna get something from. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Well, folks, you know where to find us. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else you want to add? Or, um, like, since you, you know, how do you think the beautiful listeners feel about Lisa in this conversation? It probably sound like this. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Love you, beautiful listeners. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Love you all. Bye.